Hey there, everybody. My name is Aaron Bach. I am the host of Journals Out Loud. This is uh, our testing initiative for uh, new cast members. We are on part four, so uh, that's kind of a big deal. We're nearing the end here. I'm going to just jump straight to our new panel right over here. Let's introduce yourself, starting with Josh, who you probably already know. I'm about to say I'm not new. Um, my name is Josh, and something about me, I was on Telemundo today, but I don't speak Spanish, so I have a lot of anxiety that I need to like, let out. Hi, my name is Nick. I am clearly an Astros fan, which has made a lot of Dodgers fans out here. Give me some crazy looks on the streets. Um, my name is Jack, and I came straight from class, and it took me about two hours to get here. My name is Gio, and I actually just got out of a rehearsal before doing this, so, yeah. Nice. So you got the, the, creative, ju- the, ugh, the creative juices are there. Yeah. Perfect. Let's jump straight into question number one. What counts as a toxic friendship? Hmm. Uh, so I guess, first of all, have you experienced a toxic friendship? I definitely have. I okay. know for sure. Great. Then what was that like, and how did you know it was toxic? Well, I think the sign of any toxic relationship, or at least a dead giveaway, is when you realize that you're giving more than you're getting back. That seems to be a very common one nowadays, too. It seems like a lot of people, they want that attention, they want that support, but they're not always there to give it back to you. They may say they are, but they may not necessarily follow it back up with actions, it seems like. I don't know if anybody else kind of noticed that, but usually that seems to be the demise of friendships nowadays, is something like that. It much less than, I mean, there's still your, of course, backstabbing or people that are just being liars to you and not really your friends. But a lot of the time, those long-term relationships turn toxic over time because somebody's not really there for you as much as you are for them. So, like, basically, you're giving more than you're getting, right? Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. Cool. So, absolutely. I think that I definitely agree with you. Like, what do you guys think? Have you experienced this yourself? I could also agree with them. I don't think I've genuinely experienced a situation that similar. But I think it leading to it being toxic would be... A person using a friendship more as a contribution to themselves and seeing what they could benefit out of a friendship. Because I've always considered, like, when it's a friendship between two people, it's also a relationship because, mm. you know, you argue with your friends. You know, you have situations in which, like, you discuss a lot of personal things with your friends. And I think at the end of the day, if you're not, you know, feeling, like, good after you just hung out with a friend or, like, you know, you let off some steam or you just had a good conversation or whatever it is that you did, there's definitely something that doesn't need to be going on there for sure so yeah all right cool so basically like there's a draining right like instead of being like oh i'm, I'm coming out of this feeling happy feeling positive feeling energized right. you're like no this is something that's <laughs> ruined my day yeah definitely. all my energy is gone all right cool yeah. so those are two key points i like uh-huh. that what do you think um i've actually like experienced something like that and you just gotta let them know straight up like i'm putting way more into this than you are so be upfront communication, yeah. right? And I think that that's actually a great point, and it kind of ties back into, I think, what you guys are saying as well, right? Where um, there's a give and there's a take, but if you're giving and they're taking and it doesn't go both ways and you haven't talked about that, that might be kind of like why things aren't improving. Um, but I guess another way to paint a toxic friendship is to flip it and say, well, what's a great friendship? Like, what does that look like to you guys? I think for me, like, relationships and friendships are kind of the same thing and I always say with relationships um, my perspective is that there's 200% every person is 100% responsible for that relationship no matter what the other person is doing so it's the same thing for friendships if both people are 100% responsible for what's going on then it's a good relationship but if you think it's 50-50 then somewhere along the line you're going to get lost 
and then things are not going to be adding up to what your expectations are of the relationship. I know for myself, I've been in friendships or relationships that I haven't um, necessarily put in 100%, but at the same time, it's not because I don't want to. It's It's been like it just literally isn't in my radar or... I'm not wanting to put into that because I can tell that they're not putting into that. And it's, I, and I can take responsibility for the fact that they're not putting into it either because I'm not putting in a hundred percent. So it's, it's very mutual, I think. So I guess like it's important to always, if you're questioning your toxic friendship, it's important to go back and look at yourself also to see what you're yes. putting in and what yes. you're taking out. Yeah. Exactly. Which is a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Um, and let's jump on to the next question. Actually, I think, I've been feeling very depressed lately and sometimes suicidal. I went to see a psychiatrist and get help, or sorry, I want to see a psychiatrist and get help, but I'm terrified to tell my mom. I'm scared she'll think I'm too fragile and could snap at any moment. What do I do? I'm a minor, so I can't make my own appointment. Wow. Uh, So do you have any advice for this young person? I think the best thing I could say, especially in today's kind of society, even if you don't have a parent maybe that you trust with that, um... And maybe yeah, you're too young to go schedule an appointment with a therapist. Find somebody, find a friend, wh- whoever you really trust on a daily basis, even with smaller issues. Those are going to be the ones you want to turn to for those bigger issues like that. And that is a very big issue. I think keeping it to yourself is the worst thing you can do, obviously, because there's no outlet. Even if that outlet doesn't give you immediate results, it's going to be at least a step in the right direction. You're at least moving somewhere instead of staying still or getting hit backwards constantly, I think. I love that. Yeah. Keeping it to yourself is just a way for it to like grow. Just fester. Exactly. But uh, I don't think you could like just tell any friend about that stuff. Absolutely. No. Yeah. It has to be a very trusted friend and you have to be very sure, obviously, especially with information like that. I almost want to say that like this person's looking to see a psychiatrist and they know that their parents might not be open to it. So every school has a counselor. So go to the school counselor. You can talk about it. that way. They may not be a psychiatrist, but they at least can counsel you through some of your feelings and be able to help you um, navigate it and maybe also talk to your parents on, in a different mm-hmm. level or respect for like what they're seeing through your behavior. Yeah. I was actually going to say something similar to that as well. I know it's a lot, especially like right now, um, it's a lot more confidential, especially like, you know, in high schools and middle schools and stuff like that and counselors. I know there's like, not necessarily psychiatrists, but there's more so therapists involved, not even like specifically counselors as in they're the ones that take, you know, charge of adjusting schedules and doing that stuff, but more so like being there being someone to talk to. Cause I mean, high school, middle school, those are like definitely like times where people are finding themselves and people do go through stuff that, you know, could definitely make shame, make change in shape somebody. So it's, I feel like it's a lot easier to reach out to someone at school and they could definitely help you out. So, you know, you shouldn't really be afraid to reach out to someone at school because my mom, you know, growing up, I've always had a really strong relationship with my mom. She always told me that she always wanted me to communicate everything with her because in reality, um, parents are literally the last people to find out what's going on (laughs) in your lives. Yeah. So she was like, I'd rather you tell me no matter what it is, because I don't want to be the last person to find out about something that serious. So. Yeah, I'm thankful for the relationship that I have with my mom because it definitely, like, educated me to help out my friends and people that I come across that would need some type of help like that, you know, educate people and let them know that, you know, there's always help that you could always reach out to, even if it's not specifically someone with that psychiatrist title. And I will say on the flip side, too, there are different exceptions. There are some people that maybe the embarrassment of their feelings kind of 
mm-hmm. force them to back off from maybe going up to somebody in person or even somebody they know. But the good thing about nowadays, it's it's not a good thing, but because it's become so prevalent nowadays, it's become a very open topic. It's been a lot easier to find avenues to get help for that. Um, they have I know so many places where you can call in and you like can call hotlines. suicide hotlines yeah. or anything like that, and you can talk to it with somebody you don't even know. Mm-hmm. And I know some people, I've met people personally that said they've had a lot of success with that because they didn't want anybody personally to look down on them or judge them because of it, but they still found the help they needed, just a little less risk or consequence of other people's thoughts at them, kind of. I love that because yeah. really the bottom line is this isn't something you should have to face alone, and the Absolutely. truth and the truth is it's not. You don't have to, and it's tough because it's it already is having you question whether or not you should go to somebody right like that's the problem with with feeling depressed is it makes you think that you don't necessarily deserve to get better or that maybe it's not a problem it's all in your head that's a common side effect but it it, it, there is a lot of good that could happen from sharing this with people people who care about you or people who have trained years specifically to help people with problems like yours Um, whether that's a counselor at school whether that's your doctor because depression is a medical condition and especially if there's suicide, suicidal tendencies at all, in any way, shape, or form, you, you really shouldn't keep that to yourself. It could wind up getting worse as opposed to better, and having someone involved to support you through this and to get you past it uh, is, is really important. Um, as for the parents, that's the kind of main sticking point for me, just real quick. Um, as a minor, it seems pretty inevitable that your parents are going to have to find out about this. I mean, you know, I can't think of a way around it, so... Um, let's talk about that because I know you had a great relationship with your mom and she would want to know this, but not all parents are this way. So I guess any tips, any advice on how to make this conversation eventually happen in a way that doesn't suck? I think it's definitely, you know, parents just being with you for so long, they're definitely going to notice a change in your behavior. They're going to notice that something is wrong. I would say kind of in a way make it obvious that you know something's going on. That's kind of – they're already going to kind of already know that something's going on. So I feel like that situation could like slowly ease into it. And you don't have to necessarily let them know the the 100% negative side about it, like the parts of you being suicidal. You could easily just like tell your mom like, hey, like, you know, I just feel really down. And I feel like that's kind of like that first step in the door and that's a lot easier to deal with and it's a lot easier to not have like a huge like reaction to you than hey mom i feel like i need my life interesting ease them into it interesting interesting i think probably what i recommend is that you have talked already before you talk to your parents to a counselor or to a doctor or to somebody because that way if the conversation doesn't exactly go Ideally, you'll at least have that backup saying, listen, I already know someone's already helping me with this. And furthermore, if you want to talk to a professional who's set to understand what I'm going through, I've already talked to the counselor. Why don't you come to school with me and talk to this guy? Um, But I do think that maybe jumping straight into suicidal, that might be a bit of a shock. But it also may be the shock they need to help this kid get the help that he or she needs. So... Um, I don't know. I think kind of jury's out. But one thing is for sure, don't feel like you're going through this alone and uh, definitely reach out to somebody in your life because you deserve that. Uh, One last quick little thing. My girlfriend broke up with me, slept with a guy that I hate, and now we're back together. Do I have a right to be upset that she slept with the guy or not because at the time we were broken up? Yes, you can be mad. Mm. All right. Why is that? Because from what... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, what I'm getting fast. from this, what I'm getting from this is like she knows that you don't like the guy, 
So she broke up with you just to sleep with that guy, and then you guys got back together. Interesting. So I completely agree on a level of like what you're saying. Yeah. However, he made the choice to get back together with her. He doesn't that's have the right to be upset s- anymore. Yeah. Like he, if he's gonna <laughs> Actually, get back yeah, together yeah. with her, it's either forgive and forget or like just don't do it. Um. So and, and that in this situation, that yeah, she's totally wrong for doing what she did, in my opinion. But at the same time, like he took her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's like the simplest answer. For yeah, you. I feel the same way because I mean. Yes, it may have been really offensive to him for her to do that and probably hurt. And she probably did it out of spite because of it, possibility. But at the same time, like you said, she got back with him and he got back with her. And at some point, you kind of have to leave that in the past. You have to kind of take that as she has kind of resolved that animosity or they kind of both have in order to, for them to actually say they're back together. I feel like you kind of have to put something like that in the past and move on, move forward and kind of let that die. Either that or you kind of have to pick what side you're on because you're pretty neutral. Like, let me be upset at you, but get back with you at the same time. Yeah. Like, um, pick a side. Pick a side. Yeah, yeah pick exactly. a side. Do you, do you hate her or do you not? Like, you know, I, I love that, though, because, you know, do I have a right to be upset? Well, that's besides the point because if you are upset, then that's the kind of thing that matters as opposed to do, can, should I be or should I not be, right? Like, if you are upset, then explore that. What does that mean for this relationship? Because you're probably not going to randomly stop being upset, right? So that should probably tell you that you made a mistake in taking her back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's kind of on, on your shoulders at this point. Yeah. But we, we hope it works out for you. And, <laughs> and on that note, we're going to call it a day. But thank you all. You've been great. And this has been Journals Out Loud. Hey everybody, this is Journals Out Loud. I am your host, Aaron Bach, and this is part four, again, of our casting initiative. So, welcome. Let's go around the room, starting with Ian, who you probably already know. Hi there, I'm Ian. You know me. Today I'm dressed like a pirate. (laughs) Hi guys, I'm Danya Duchess, and I have ten brothers and sisters. That's a fun fact. Hey, I'm Mina, and a lot of people, I mean, I come across as very sweet and bubbly, but I'm definitely super mischievous and have a very dark sense of humor, and I'm super into pranks since I was a child. Nice. Yeah. My name is Gio, and I'm a dancer of all styles. I've actually seen you dance online. (laughs) It's pretty pretty legit, actually. Well, now I want to check it out. Yeah, good good work. (laughs) So we're going to jump straight into our first question here. I think my significant other is cheating on me. I'm, I'm actually buying spy cams to put around my house and put a location app on their phone. I've asked if they were cheating, and they said no, but I have found evidence to prove otherwise. Am I crazy to do this? Yes. Absolutely not. <laughs> you're, Whoa. You are, you're not crazy. You're technically proficient, and I want you to install security at my house. Um, let's let someone else go first. Okay, I said yes, you're crazy. For Tell what? us why. And there's nothing wrong with it. I've been there, and I'm going to say girl, because I'm just going to assume you're a girl. Girl, I've been there. Um, but I honestly think it's not worth it, one, for you to have to go through all that trouble to find out if your spouse is cheating on you. It's not worth it. There's so many people in this world, and if you have to go through that and you can't go to sleep, like without thinking if this person is doing something to potentially hurt you or break your heart, then you do not deserve to be with that person. That person does not deserve to be with you. How about that? But um, as far as like, right, snaps. But um, as far as like the spy cams and stuff, you said you found evidence already. So what more are you looking for is my question. She's trying to go undercover. Like, like you already found evidence. What else are you trying to find? Of course, you asked him or you asked her and they said, no, they're not going to say yes right away. But you already have your evidence. So what are you really looking for? Is it for your own peace of mind? 
then if that's what you're looking for, then by all means, if that's what's going to make you feel better, go for it. But ultimately, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> at this at this point, it sounds like it's you are trying to right. prove a point, um, which I don't think is like the healthy thing to do in this situation. If you already know, mm-hmm. like you were saying, if you already know the outcome <laughs> of what's going on, then you should just ha- take that knowledge and and settle it like mm-hmm. just end the relationship just so that there's not that negative feeling also if someone caught you setting up spy cams <laughs> i don't know what the legal repercussions are there um just would not recommend i'm telling not you that it's done not it. worth it Might want to make that into a career start you know a business start <laughs> setting up spy cams for people specifically for cheaters like wow like um a, a cheating detective agency a cheating detective agency. yeah look at that if you want like to throw in the personal aspect to it like i said i've been there um i've only been in two serious relationships one of which was my ex-boyfriend in college and one is my fiance now who's freaking amazing um but my boyfriend in college thank you my boyfriend in college honestly i'm very open about it and i i'm like an open book he cheated on me with about like 15 other girls that i had no idea and i'm a very nice person and when i meet people you automatically have an a plus in my book you have to prove me otherwise you know so these girls were like in my face, smiling, saying, hi, Danya, all these things. Meanwhile, they were hooking up with my boyfriend and I had no idea. Very naive. Believe the best in people. Um, but ultimately, at the end of all of that, it wasn't worth it to me. I'm like, what kind of life is that to constantly be worried if this person is going to do something to hurt you? You know what I mean? Like, or just making you look bad, just kind of at the end of the day, it hurt my self-esteem more than anything. And that's something that I had to rebuild on my own. And I was like, you know what? If I have any opportunity to tell some girl that it's not worth it, it is not worth it. Trust me. There's so many people in this world and you'll find the one that's worth it. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to just play devil's advocate here for a second. Like, mischievous right (laughs) i know i truly do feel like this girl felt crazy not having concrete evidence so having the concrete evidence put her mind at ease right but But is it a little extreme it's a little extreme yeah but i think even if you have an inkling that someone is cheating you shouldn't be with that person because the foundation of a relationship is trust Mm -hmm. if you don't have trust if you don't have respect there is no relationship and then it can turn into a toxic thing. Mm -hmm. So you have to question why there isn't trust is the reason there isn't trust because of your own trust issues because of past experiences or do you have a legitimate reason in this case you were right he was cheating on you but do you have a legitimate reason to believe that he was cheating on you were there signs of you know lack of love lack of interest disrespect those are all things that should be taken into consideration not just the monogamy part so i would say if you're already unhappy address those concerns with your partner if you still feel unhappy if you've tried therapy if you've tried a million different avenues if you've tried to salvage the relationship you still don't feel loved you still don't feel like it's a healthy relationship leave you don't have to you don't have to go through the spy cam route although (laughs) yeah in her defense i do feel like a lot of times guys make girls feel crazy like they're imagining things but there's a difference between feeling crazy and being and actually and acting crazy. crazy right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I agree with that i'm telling you i stalked the facebook i found the passwords on yeah. the cell phones like I'm i did it all you, but it's not worth are it. the best private investigators <laughs> really? ever we can find anything we can dig deep we That's can find we can go back like 20 years and be like, Who was that person? <laughs> deleting but, all of my social but media. no i think you know just don't just don't do that again but <laughs> just don't <laughs> like learn and learn from what you did it was extreme don't judge yourself for doing something quote unquote crazy you needed to do it for your own peace of mind just yeah just don't don't do it again <laughs>
<laughs> and I think just the fact that, you know, you're questioning it to begin with is definitely I feel if you if you ever feel insecure about yourself, you probably shouldn't be in a relationship because you're mm-hmm. not ready. If you don't love yourself 100 mm-hmm. percent, if you're looking at it like hopefully he's not cheating on you, you got to look about like you got to look at it like, oh, I know he's not cheating on me because that's his loss or rather than I, I guess it's kind of just like. Not necessarily what he's offering, but what you're offering and what's going to become together. Because if you're looking at it like, I don't, I hope he's not cheating on me. Is he cheating on me? I think that's just, that goes further into like, just the fact that you're questioning that. If you have to you, go that far to have peace of mind, it's probably not a great relationship. It's not worth it. I just no. think you have to trust your gut. Because nine times out of ten, your gut is right. Exactly. Like, if your gut is telling you, you got to buy a spy cam to check on your spouse, then your gut is saying you need to leave that relationship. Get out. Save I, your money. Oh <laughs> I always say that too, because I think your gut is the perfect combination of your heart and your mind mm-hmm. simultaneously. It's your intuition. Yeah. So, right. you know, it's not choosing one over the other because people yeah. are always like, I'm too logical or I'm too emotional. It's like combine right. those right. two. That's your yeah. gut. Nine times out of 10, my gut was right. And then yeah. I found the proof to go on top of my gut being right already. Yeah. And so. the passwords. And right. the and account. The and the password. And the Wi-Fi. And the, <laughs> <laughs> and the Wi-Fi. And I, I think to sum it up, really, you know, are you crazy to do this? I mean, I don't know if I'd use the word crazy, but like if you think that you're going to be in a stable relationship after doing this or even really before right. doing this. Yeah, you're crazy about that. That's right. just, it's not true. It's not accurate. Like, But that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's for this person's peace of mind, like, if you feel like you found, you found evidence, but you still didn't find your hard evidence that's going to make you feel better about leaving the relationship, if this is what you feel you need to do to get that closure for yourself, then go for it. By all means, buy the spy cam, do what you need to do That's That's interesting because, yourself. real quick, that's interesting because I think that if that's what you feel you need to do to get closure, then you will never get closure. I think there's always going to be the next thing. You're, you're chasing the rabbit. You always yeah, end because up then you'll say, well, what else did I not right, miss? What right, else but did you, I all, not, you, you always find those people, camp, though, that are like, what if, what if, what if? You know what I mean? Like, they find they find a bra, but they don't know who it belongs to, or they find, I don't know, what a text message, but the number just... belongs But that's what I'm tactics, saying for you, but that's so, what I'm saying, like, yeah. for the relationship itself, that's over. The relationship's done. But for your peace of mind, I'm playing devil's advocate a little yeah, bit, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But for <laughs> your peace of mind, if you feel that's what you need to do to get your hard evidence, because you already say you have evidence, but obviously you're looking for some hard evidence. Like, maybe you want to know who this person is. And if that's what's going to give you closure to move forward in your life, then go for it. So, well, we have, we have a lot of devils advocating in this room today, <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know, I personally will never stand for people invading privacy on that level. And if you're feeling so mm-hmm. discouraged by this and what's happening here, get out. You know, end it. Plus, what if you see something even worse when you're watching on the spy cam, yeah. like drags in a dead body or something? Oh my god! Now oh. your boyfriend's <laughs> cheating and murdering people. <laughs> Just open that whole new can of worms. Sorry. Moving on to the next question before the worms get all in our face. I came out as pansexual to my mom, and she told me I was just confused. A few weeks later, she asked me if I was, in quotes, still gay, still confused. I never thought she was a homophobe. I mean, she's had LGBT friends, but now I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this. It makes me want to not open up to her ever again. Ooh, wow. Um, That's really tough. Um... Any uh, any thoughts on this from from the panel? I think it's definitely very very challenging for a lot of parents to be able to understand where someone's coming from in today's society because there's a lot of people like just the fact that people consider coming out a thing like I mean it's I don't think it's something that you you make a decision to do or you know you're just like hey tomorrow I think I'm going to come out you know it's, it's not it's something that you know you just eventually 
it, it's you're born into it, I feel so and it's something that you don't necessarily get the liking of it's it's who you are so I feel like just the fact that someone has to say it as coming out is definitely like almost offensive to yourself the fact that you have to consider it coming out but as far as like parents just older generations I mean you think about like people that were in like rock bands in the 80s that were like you know bisexual those are really really difficult times you think about like um i'm just make a dance comparison you think about like you know paris is burning and voguing like how that kind of came about people like in the bronx and harlem you know dancing and doing drag just to feel like themselves doing that like in you know abandoned clubs and all that stuff like the fact that they had to do that in a really difficult time it still contributes to today because you know the our parents are probably around that time. They're probably people thinking that they were crazy. And the people I didn't respect them thought they were just like, you know, like I said, crazy. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think we've come a long way, but obviously there's still kind of vestiges of that era. Right. And, um, you know, it's it's different, I think, to have an LGBT friend than it mm-hmm. is to have an LGBT I think everyone's, child. Yeah, that's what yeah. everyone has to say as their defense yeah. now, when they're offensive. So. Now, now, here's the thing. It shouldn't be, but it often is. Mm-hmm. And um, that is something that hopefully your your parents will, will get, or at least your mom, will, uh, will get over. But you've started the conversation, and now you are wrestling with a parent who has always seen their child one way mm-hmm. and is now forced to see their child in a totally different way, which is not fair because that's not what it should be. They shouldn't look at you as if you're some new person. That's just a part of you they didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry that that's how it is, but that is how it is. And But it's important to know that you are right yes. in all of this. Oh, like, absolutely. No matter how much doubt you get from your parent, know that you are correct moving forward. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. And, and here's the thing, though. If you want this relationship to get salvaged, uh, you have to understand her, her point of view, which isn't fair but you need to take that extra step and and go that far go that extra leg if you want to fix this relationship your mom sees you as like i said one person and now you have in her mind created a new person and she's trying to figure that out help her show her that you are the same person that you know everything about you that's important is the same um and that really there's no confusion you know who you are and you know what makes you happy so um, if that's not helping, it's time to start talking to other people um, because you need people who will support you through this period of your life, who will accept you for who you are. And it, it sucks, but if that's not your mom, then it needs to be somebody. And there are many, many people in the world who would welcome you. So um, that is kind of where I'm headed. Try to make it work. Understand where she's coming from, even though it sucks, because ultimately if she loves you, that will hopefully bring her around but I, I can't guarantee it will so i hope even then you'll have some kind of support structure start talking to people don't keep it a secret make it just a normal positive part of your life now last question real quick i just lost my virginity about a week ago i've only known the guy for about a week and a half we had sex three times how do i tell him i don't want to have sex anymore at least until i know him better i say tell him like nobody's a mind reader so he's not going to know unless you say something so the first step is to have that conversation and say exactly what it is that you want. And if he respects you enough and he respects your relationship and where you guys are trying to go, then he'll understand that and he'll be okay with it. And if he doesn't, then he's not good for you. 
I love that. Agreed. 100% agree with that. So many levels. Actually, if I can play devil's advocate, I think (laughs) that um, you should set up spy cams in his room. (laughs) No, I agree. be, Be honest. Be open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because you had sex one, two, three, even if you had sex 10 times, doesn't mean that that guy is entitled to your body in any way. Mm -hmm. So you have to be okay, like drawing boundaries, drawing lines, and not worrying what the outcome may be. Like, your body, like, that is your decision. That's no one else's decision, what you do with your body. So if he's not going to comply with that, or he's not going to be understanding, or he's going to pressure you for sex, then it's not someone you want to be with. Because if sex is something that's super intimate for you, and you want to feel safe while you're having sex, then you need to be with someone who understands that. And it's never worth changing any part of your identity just to satisfy someone else. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for saying all that from all of you. And thank you, by the way, for being on the show tonight. It's been great. We're going to end it there. But uh, thanks for watching, although you're probably not watching because this is probably for internal use only. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Catch you later.